Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. September 16th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll here on Big Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin. Kalen, we made it through another week. We get the continuous string of, what, five days of football. Had a fun one last night, kind of a fun one. And it continues. We got it all all weekend, and the Cats play tomorrow, and which should be an easy game, but you never really know. More of a celebratory catter day, one may think. Nick Roush, how are you? Um, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. I, I, I didn't know how exciting the game was because all of the Amazon commercials just put me to sleep. What, what What's the point of streaming a game if we're just going to have 5,000 commercial breaks still like that. That was, it was exhausting. I I thought it was your normal amount of commercial breaks. Scoots. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was fairly normal as well. Maybe it's because they haven't sold enough ads yet to where we just got so many Amazon promos. And I also did tune in towards the end of the second half where it was very boring or excuse me, into the second quarter where it was very boring Got two-minute warning. Got fourth down stops. They're punting. Timeout. Punting. Timeout. It was just. It felt like a lot of a lot of timeouts, but it was probably just the my poor timing on my part. Rouse, were you meaning a lot of commercials or a lot of Amazon commercials? Both. That's like, what he. That's what he's figuring out in real time right now. That it actually may have just been the normal amount of commercials, but it was just such a repeat of the same commercials, which I think is a. That's just a that's just a streaming platform thing across the board. Like well, that's so, that's so a network of, thing. Yeah, I'm so sick of just like streaming ESPN games and the same old commercials going. Uh, that happens all the time. But I, I do. There was a pretty much just the repeat commercials every commercial break last night. Yeah, and I think it's it's probably just because I know that the boys and the Lord of the Rings show are on Amazon, but I doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. Like I, you inundating me with them is not going to change that, but I guess it's not that much different uh, than when they have 
uh, two broke girls on CBS. Like exactly. it's just, yeah. So that's probably what it is. It's just the lack of variety is what maybe, uh, maybe weighed me down a little bit, put me to sleep uh, sooner than I, I would have liked. Yeah. There's, it seems like you're just kind of figuring out how advertising works. <laughs> no, it's not that, but I, I, I mean, there was so many stoppages and, towards that end of that first half um and it was kind of a boring game i went back and watched the shout out to love that now we live in a world where like 12 minute highlight packages are a thing and you basically see the whole game in 12 minutes i mean they show it all it's great especially when for folks like us that all our lazy listeners you know they get to sleep in but we're up we're up early every morning getting ready to produce some award-winning radio those highlight packages are are clutch, especially in the morning. But I mean, uh, yeah. And speaking of the Lord of the Rings show, I'm mm-hmm. you know driving around all the time. I see they they have them like decked out on the Amazon Prime trucks. It's like you could not get away from that Lord of the Rings show oh, even if you wanted to. They're I saw everywhere. that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And like they're on packages as well. My dad, mm-hmm. my poor my poor dad, who probably like many parents born in the 40s, 50s, or 60s. Uh, heck, you know, that could even go to the to the 70s and 30s, I, I would suppose. But uh, he got a package from Amazon and it was de- he's gotten two. One was Lord of the Rings and the other one was their Thursday night football. And he's like, TJ, this this must be yours. It's got football on it. It's, it's, a, it's a sports package. <laughs> and I was like, that. I was like, that is just an advertisement on the box. Like they're advertising their boxes now. They're promoting their Thursday night football. And he was like, well, this Lord of the this one's is this Game of Thrones got some dragons and wizards on it. This one yours? And I was like, no, they're your packages, Dad. <laughs> Read the name, Dad. Read the well, name. Well, the issue is my dad and I both do have the same name. But oh, uh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, they're still your things. It's just they're. they're they're starting to advertise on the boxes. And he was like, okay, well, you just want to open it, see if it's yours or mine. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're not order a package to your house, but that's all right. Let's open it. And then he is, uh, I love my father, but he's a, a little bit of just like buys stupid things in the name of like maybe one little grandkid may like it. It was a bunch of just like little light up rings. It was like a hundred light up rings. And I was like, dad, I can assure you, I did not buy a hundred plastic light up rings from China. These are all your top. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay, so I guess they're just doing advertising on the packages. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's what they're doing. Oh, so it's confusing everybody. And now you just see those trucks everywhere with the Lord of the Rings on them as well. And it's almost like I was kind of tempted to watch that show, but they keep shoving it down my throat so much, I almost don't want to give into it. So uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll the, wait to hear more reviews. The the Thursday Night Football and the that Lord of the Rings show are the biggest investments Amazon's ever made into their their streaming stuff so they they need those to succeed that's why they're advertising so much and i i thought the same thing too tj like you know what i'm i might end up liking this over the ring thing but i also just like when am i gonna i, I got no time for another show right now i'm i'm did scooter you, mcgavin over here did you all watch the movies <laughs> i mean i did when i was 10 when they came out i don't really particularly pretend to remember much from them like i, I enjoyed them and I don't, but I don't think I've ever rewatched them either because they were so long. Um, but this is this apparently it's kind of like uh, House of the Dragon. It's taking place uh, well, well before the the happenings of the movies. 
man, how did we not come up with Scooter McGavin when he was saying that he could shoot even on a par three course? Oh man, yeah. that is awesome, Scooter McGavin. That was a great. <laughs> that, was, that was a great name. Yeah, and Roush, to your point, like the Lord of the Rings show is going to be there in the summer at yeah. binge if if we hear enough positive things about it, but. Yeah, what do we think about the broadcast besides commercials and besides advertising? Uh, I've got so first off the they their volume was off on like Al Mike. Yeah, it was so bad. Like you either couldn't hear Al Michaels in the broadcast booth. It 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 just their volume because like it felt like there wasn't enough crowd noise during the game. But then when they would get ready to cut to break and they would play their theme music, it would be too loud and you couldn't hear them talking off. So they've got to figure out their volume controls. Um, it, it's also just it's it's going to take some adjusting to having Kirk Herbstreit in an NFL game. It's just I, I don't know. Like Al Michaels, like yeah, it, it felt like he he always adds gravitas to a game. But I'm still just it's going to take me a minute to get used to Kirk Herbstreit calling NFL games. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's not so much a transition from college to NFL. Just it was. There was something. Were they not in the same place? Uh, like I'm pretty sure they were. Um, but like but, there was weird yeah. delays. Sometimes Kirk's microphone wasn't working. Other times he would sound so much lower that it was like, are you just not excited to call this game? One of you is super pumped up, and the other one you can barely even hear. He's whispering. Uh, there's some awkward moments like that. That Williams touchdown was awesome and uh, just a hell of a throw and a catch. And it was just basically Al Michaels celebrating by himself. He, he was like, Mike Williams, awkward pause. And later, just like, touchdown by Williams. And you, Kirk was nowhere to be found. So there were some hiccups there. I actually thought the broadcast was like a normal NFL game. I wasn't mm-hmm. lagging. The quality was fine. It wasn't right. jumping or skipping around. And then they didn't try to reinvent the wheel with their production or how they just displayed the game. So I was fine with that. They just got to fix the audio. And you do that, then I really don't have any issues with it. Yeah, and Justin can attest to this. I think some of the Kirk Al stuff, because you you could tell that there was just a timing thing where he wasn't – he. Kirk doesn't want to step on Al Michaels' toes, you know? So I I think there was a little bit longer. And that just comes with reps, right, Scoots? Yeah, oh, yeah. By week six, there'll be a train rolling down the tracks. No problem. I didn't realize, too, that um, Kirk is taking the bear with him. He As part of the deal, he, he got the bear to be his producer for this, too. So um, I, I listened to his uh, gambling podcast, and they always tell their traveling stories. Well, their their travel stories are going to be even crazier now that Thursday night football is in, in a part of the picture. I was thinking what? about that last night. How how busy is Kirk Herbstreit? Like I'm I complain about my life all the time and how I never have time, but Kirk Herbstreit must really never have time. He's constantly traveling. The, it'd, be a different, it'd be a different lifestyle for sure. Yeah. So their travel schedule this week: they arrived in Kansas City on Wednesday, did the game Thursday night, and. Texas A&M really screwed the pooch for them because they would have had game day at A&M if they would have won. Um, they're calling the game Saturday night at A&M. But instead they lost. So Thursday night uh, after the game, flew into an airport in North Carolina and then were driven to Boone. And they'll do their game day prep all day today, game day Saturday morning, and then fly to Houston, drive to College Station, do the game in College Station, 
and then come back Saturday night. <laughs> Sheesh. Crazy. That is crazy. But uh, it gets paid pretty well. You're calling football games. Not not the worst gig in the world. Uh, the Chiefs won, but they did not cover. No. Who predicted that? Hmm. Was it one sports talking TJ Walken? <laughs> you, you bet your sweet bottom dollar it was. Uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately couldn't stay up for the end of the game, but did watch the little highlight package. So I don't really have any hot takes. My fantasy player, Juju, didn't do anything. Um, so all in all, whatever. There's my NFL Thursday night analysis. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert, though, man, doesn't it feel like the Chargers are the best not good team? Like, like, or they're the they're the worst good team. Where they they're always in games like this, but they just can't ever win the big ones. Roush, you went to bed early, right? Yeah. Justin Herbert was the reason that they couldn't come back. He that man. So he took a hard shot late in that game. Hurt. He was very obviously hurting in his rib area. Every time, every time he threw, you could see him wince. Just he did not look good. Did not look comfortable. Well, and he had the game. pick six too in the end zone. Like that. That's the ball game right there. You throw a pick six at the one yeah. yard line. I mean, that's that's the game. But I don't know. It and especially when the first half was pretty much all chargers like that's that's when you got to put them away i don't know it just feels like that's a team that they're i i'm going to take some convincing to believe that they're better than a wild card team like they they have all the right pieces but they're just some about them they're never going to be able to get over the hump seems like part it seems like you'd think they'd have all the talent to be able to be a, a contender justin herbert probably needs to grow up a little bit and you just mentioned the pick six as well uh which didn't help anything but it's also probably just you got to learn how to close out games, win, beat good teams. It's something that I think a lot of good teams kind of have to learn and grow at, at certain times, um, and they're just not over that hump. But they probably will get over that at some point. And secondly, the jerseys they wore last night were as good as it gets in the NFL besides yeah. home and away jerseys, of course. But besides those two, yeah, I think that's the third best jersey in the NFL. They were pretty sharp. They were. Pretty They're amazing. Sharp. They're such a good. Like you almost, I just almost want to be a Chargers fan, just so you can wear that their their gear. It is uh, it is a good looking uniform. Speaking of uniforms, on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, which hasn't really, I mean, it's it's been kind of as active, but not maybe as as active. I think most people just aren't as thrilled with like getting on Facebook anymore. Um, or maybe I'm just making that stuff up. But Shay asked, he Shay was Shay asked. Well, you get bullied on Facebook for your UK fandom, which sure. we we do not condone. And um, that's it's not right. Everybody leave Scooter McGavin alone. But they Shay said he couldn't find those jerseys. It was actually 2004. I think maybe we said 2003. Roush. Yeah, I thought it was year one. But regardless, uh, I did post them there, and uh, they were even better than I remember them. And it's, yeah. it's, the early, it's the early 2000s look, too, so, like, everything's kind of baggy and big. So you'd have to assume they tighten things up in the modern era. But those helmets are just, oh, my goodness gracious. The jerseys are – I like the jerseys. I'm, I'm a fan of the jerseys. Some people think they look too much like Duke. We're not letting Duke pick what we wear or not wear. We can wear whatever the hell we want, and then Duke can look like us for all I care. But the helmets – everybody would have to agree that those helmets are just a, a work of art. 
the jersey i know you're bringing up the the duke font now but at the time i remember it having a very much um kind of an indianapolis colts vibe about it mm, yeah I, I, and i i just i, I wes is more so often more times than not when it comes to, to uniforms right and those those were awesome those were incredible it's just such a shame i mean i still remember being in the end zone of that game and even young 12 year i guess i was probably 12 at the time yeah i was like well they're never wearing these uniforms ever again <laughs> i just you just knew by dropping that game that it was just it was done for the fun uniforms done i think they even did the midfield logo different for that game too i could be misremembering that but they really went all out i don't know what the occasion was but maybe was it like 100 years of football potentially 2004 1904 i don't know but Regardless, they went all out on them. It was it was amazing, and UK kind of got not only beaten, but Ohio pretty much controlled the controlled the game. Unfortunately, <laughs> which you know, different times in UK's program, but sadly the the bottom of the barrel in UK football. There's it's ugly, um, and yeah. there's been different there's been different eras of the bottom of the barrel, but that was certainly one of them. And hey, then speaking, Rich Brooks got it going, and then it went down again, and then Mark Stoops got it going. So we're back, baby. Scoots, what do you got? Speaking of midfield logos, what in the hell was on the midfield logo for the Chiefs last night? Yeah, they, know? Were, they were honoring their, I think, first uh, Super AFC Bowl team. championship team. Yeah, that, so, and that was their logo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, that that was. I was thinking the same thing, Scoots, but then I saw the font of the Chiefs. And then their hats that they were wearing. The, the hat that Andy Reid had on was pretty damn cool, that logo. Um, but, yeah, that that is uh, – I, I picked up on that quickly, but I didn't I, – I still don't understand, like, just what the check mark means. But you know what? It was the, the 60s, right? Like they, did this, they did some weird stuff back then with graphic design. They really, really did. What do you all think of the Browns midfield logo, the, the Browns elf? Very – Oh, that horrible take, Scoots. That's oh, a great not, idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, it makes sense for the Cleveland Browns because they're a little kid organization, so they got a toy as their mascot on the midfield. Makes sense. It, it's ridiculous. Looks terrible. Wow. Just your worst – probably your worst take ever. It looks far superior to, than, to just a plain Jane helmet at midfield. And you know what? They need some good mojo. They haven't had that logo since the 60s. The last time they won anything. So, Scoots, this is how they, they turn back the clock and they go back to their winning ways. Hey, Roush, we're Steelers fans. We don't want the Browns to go to their winning ways. Give them a poop emoji and call it a day. Yeah, but he's unbiased, Scoots. A little thing you could learn from in the media. Yeah, the journalism, oh, buddy. When, it, when yeah. it comes to my team, I, I am very biased. Which, speaking of, they play each other next week on Thursday Night Football. So, we will have uh, analysis of that game. I'll, 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 I'll stay up late to watch. Uh, the Steelers kick the Browns' ass next Thursday. Come on, man! You talk you talk about your all time bad Thursday night games. Who wants to watch the Browns and the Steelers? Yeah, Everybody, AFC North football. There's you know, no love lost with, with the current state. You know, I did see a promo. I saw the promo for that game last night. I just looked at my roommate. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what a horrible Thursday night game!" Yeah, it, it's not great. I mean, whatever. it's my team, so I'm happy, but. I mean, you can't always have Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. And, you know, it, at least it's not like Titans-Jags, right? Like, they, they've, it used to be much, much worse. Much worse. Yeah. Uh, but, much no, worse. It, it, I mean, it seems like can both Monday night and Thursday night have great 
or consistently good games? And the answer is probably no. Um, be pretty tough to do just with the way the NFL scheduling works out. But I, I love the midfield elf. Sports are supposed to be fun. Scoots, that's kind of a fun logo. Uh, I, I, Justin Rowland had a tweet on it that I totally agreed with. He was like, you can like it or dislike it, but people like retro, and it doesn't get more retro than that weird-looking elf. And that's true because that's what they were using in like the 40s and 50s. But uh, I like it. It's weird. It's different. If you're the Browns and your literal mascot name is the Browns, then you should go ahead and have fun with the logos. Also, like the big bulldog, they could do that. They have done that. They could do that as well. But I think they're trying to go to the way, way back, as Roush mentioned, when they used to actually be a halfway decent football franchise. But yeah. When, I, I uh, former Wildcat uh, coach Blaine Collier was leading them to NFL championships with uh, Bob Gain on the team. Man. Oh, look at you throwing out some names. Good old days. Yeah. Uh, all right, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it in on the Thornton's text line. We read it on air. We're going to take our first break, but remember to pop into a Thornton's today on your way into the office. It's Friday. Get your coworkers something. Be be that coworker. You'll be remembered forever if you stop in a Thornton's. Get some donuts, fresh fruit, some coffee for the office. It's delicious, and you're going to save money. Oh. At Thornton's when you download the Refresher Rewards app. Roush, you got yeah. something? Yeah, uh, people, uh, many people know this, but the Thornton's uh, right off exit zero is the gambling capital of Kentucky. So you pop on over, you stop in that Thornton's, you grab a hot cup of coffee, you make your wagers, and then you drive back over to Kentucky. It is the gambling capital of the city of Louisville right there at Thornton's. It's great. It's 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 Louisville's gambling center. And uh, many of people have placed winning and losing bets in that parking lot, thanks to uh, Damon Thayer and many others in, in Kentucky. Mm. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450. Stay out of my way, or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? In my shoes, my toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is folded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting people with a broken mirror and a blown out speaker. And I ain't got much else to lose. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Friday, getting the weekend started off on the right foot with a little Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, replay of the show on Big X Sports Radio. You can listen on the TuneIn Radio app. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call, whether it's podcasts, live streaming, Google is, uh, it'll help you out. We're, you know, no big deal. We're on Google. But, uh, and then you can leave a rating. <laughs> you can leave a rating and a review. Uh, you can tell your Alexa, I'm just going through the, everything that you can listen to our show. You can tell Alexa to play Big Exports Radio, and, and, and that's great as well. So there, plenty of ways to listen. I just love, like, no big deal. We're on Google because, you know, everything's on Google. Hey, Roush, quit. <laughs> Stop that. Uh, I, I have the morning 
when we're we're at the mobile studios this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, so just have like. Again, I started with the Chargers Chiefs because I didn't get to see the finish of it. And then I just kind of let it just roll to like wherever it wants to go next on like its recommended videos. And currently it's on the 2010, technically in 2011, NFC Championship game, Packers versus Bears. Packers play the Bears this weekend on Sunday Mm -hmm. night. Very exciting. Oh, very exciting primetime game. Yeah, and Green Bay hopefully will just beat their brains in and make me feel better about last weekend. But but we shall see. Uh, I, I haven't seen this game or the highlights in this game in probably well over five years, maybe even closer to like seven or eight years. And I'd completely forgotten about the interception that Aaron Rodgers threw to Donald Driver. It hits off his like shin bone and just goes directly into the Bears linebacker's belly. Do you all remember that by chance? It's a totally random play. It was in the second quarter. Green Bay was going down to maybe take a three-possession lead, but I'd completely forgotten about that. That was maybe the worst luck on an interception that you could possibly have. Of course, Aaron Rodgers gave gave his like befuddled, I-can't-believe-what-just-happened face, which unfortunately I see more and more of these days. But, yeah, that was crazy. Anyways, random play for my Packers fans out there. Green Bay would go on to win this game and the Super Bowl. I barely remember Donald Driver, let alone that play. <laughs> really? I mean, that's a, that seems like Donald Driver seems like he played forever ago. It's, it's been a bit. I mean, it's been a minute. Uh, it, it certainly has been a minute. But uh, back when the old Chicago Bears were good. I yep, they played. I wonder how many playoff games they've won since this game. Can't be many. You know, they've been to more playoffs than you would think, though. They 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 are very big on being that wild card team that loses the first game, you know. Yeah, maybe Jay Cutler had like another one good season after that. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then there was um, there was a I think he had one more and then got hurt in the playoffs and, or I might be thinking of the Super Bowl when he got hurt. Is that right? Well, he got hurt in this NFC Championship game. That's what like, it is then. That, and, um, yeah, and it. Like, Green Bay completely controlled this entire game. And then he got hurt, and then it was like, wait, is he actually hurt or is he not hurt? And then whoever the backup was, which I used to be able to remember that name, and hey, maybe if I watch this video long enough, I'll, I'll eventually get around to it. But he came in and actually, like, scored, and I think maybe Chicago got, like, a defensive touchdown or something, and the game actually got close again, and people started to wonder, like, is Jake Cutler going to go back in? Like, this would be a really bad look if he did. And he ended up not finishing the game, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I forget who that quarterback was. But ah, back when Green Bay that's, used to win the NFC Championship games, that's honestly what should have happened. That's what should have happened in the Chargers Chiefs game last night when the Chargers were down ten with like three minutes left. They should not have brought Herbert back out. But hats off to him; he got a touchdown out of it. So got the cover out of it. He got the cover out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, text on in. Roush, we can do a quick hitter here. I'm sure you've got plenty to talk about. Uh, but I was kind of wanted to maybe just do the text line first and then well, if we run out and it's like 8.15 or 8.30 or something, we'll have plenty that we can just go to for I have, there's, a week as well. There's one story I want to get to that I think is the biggest story of the day yesterday. Um, Mark Stoops is getting his practice facility, baby. <laughs> yeah, I guess we I, probably should cut out some time for this. But Yeah, uh, and, and it's – the thing is, is we knew that it was supposed to be happening, but nothing has really happened on that front. Um, and then yesterday, UK announced that Joe and Kelly Kraft are donating $7.5 to make that indoor practice facility 
come to life. And it was necessary because, as Stoop said, you don't see any cranes over there. Um, they're going to turn the old baseball stadium, the old Cliff Hagen Stadium, into the new indoor track facility. Uh, get them out of UK football's way, and then what UK football have that whole Nutter Field House to themselves. And it wasn't included in the story, but I did ask John Hale. Mitch's goal is to have this thing done by August of next year, like to where next football season they're they're in it the entire time. So that that would be huge. Yeah, that or at least fall camp moving forward, they could be in it the entire right. time. Yeah, that would be it. That would be great. I, I hope it happens. So is they have all the funding needed? This put them over the limit, or is this just the start? Where where are we in the finances of it? I know that's what seven point five million. Yeah, yeah, and the whole entire thing costs twenty five, um, but that's the seven point five. I think it covers all of what Stoops needs, and then gives the track some of theirs as well. Kind of gets oh. the ball rolling. Okay, well, just get it done. I don't, you know, I don't care if the craft. Right, right. The we craft don't care either. Better. Yeah. at the Joe, University of Joe Craft. Like, just keep Mark Stoops happy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Keep Mark Stoops happy. Keep the football program rocking and rolling. Uh, I, I probably need to turn this game off because I'm just I'm so pumped up about it. People forget about Julius Peppers. <laughs> one, one, one time Packer, great. Um, oh, uh, one time North Carolina cheater. One time Chicago Bear, great. One time Carolina Panther, great. One time North Carolina cheater. That's a, yep. yeah, what oh, a people forget he played basketball too, so people, definitely cheated. People do forget. Hey, you know, uh, the big dog played basketball. I, I, somebody wrote a story about that. Uh, it was Jack. We got we got Jack on it. He found the pictures. That was great. Um, was, I knew it was Jack. I was joking. Yeah. Um, no, it was. I liked it. That was Flat fun. top, like. Flight top Vince Marrow, like that flight top Vince Marrow had a good time, you know? Didn't that, Vince say that he was Mr. Basketball, but like he, there, there was no Mr. Basketball record back then? So that's the thing is he, he says he was Mr. Basketball. And I, I think Jack included that story, but we were talking about it. he was 2A player of the year. So it wasn't technically Mr. Basketball, but he was player of the year in his class. Um, that's a in Ohio. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how many classes there are, or there were then. There are six now. Um, but um, in in two, Division two is the second biggest one. Um, so it's the opposite of how Kentucky classifies it, the, the order at least at which it goes. Um, but his stats at Youngstown were pretty decent too. Like it, it wasn't – I think he played 14 minutes a game, averaged eight points, four rebounds, shot 50% from the field. So like he was uh, an efficient forward. Right, like he he didn't play a ton, but he was a good role player uh, early on, and uh, but ultimately was like, eh, I'm better off playing football, and uh, I think I think that was ultimately a good decision. I think it worked out uh, financially pretty well for him, and mm -hmm. and and, every, and everything else. So uh, yeah, no, that was cool, and that's just part of the fun that's going to be this weekend when all the Youngstown crew comes to to UK. We're kind of jumping all over the place. I want to get back to the crafts donation, but. Briefly, did you see the posters that they're giving out to the first 10,000 fans tomorrow morning? Ooh, I did not see that, no. Dude, it, it's a sweet poster. It's just like a Mark Stoops commemorative poster. I, I Makes me kind of want to get to the game a little bit earlier, if I'm being honest with you, but I don't think I'd be able to get there early enough to be one of the first 10,000. I'm just going to trust 
some nice Kentucky roll call listener to try to scoop a scoop a poster for their good friend old TJ, and I'll be greatly appreciative. But no, it is a it is a sweet poster. You should you should check it out. First ten thousand um, fans, they're going to be oh, giving yeah. them away, and uh, after that, they're going to run out of them. So ten thousand, or you don't get one. I like that it's. Um... When I first saw it, I was like, man, that's a lot going on. But then I realized, like, in hindsight, I'm going to love that there's a lot going on. Like, the more happening in posters, the better. The busier, the better. I agree. I agree. More to look at. More for our dumb brains. We can be distracted more frequently. Yep. So, Gate I'm, six at Kroger Field. Gate I'm, six. I'm all for it. All right, Roush, let's put on our serious hats and have a serious discussion. Not really serious discussion, but try to figure out, try to figure out something. Are we at all concerned with Kelly Craft's run for governor of a conflict of interest with financial donations to the University of Kentucky? Why or why not? Um, no. See, here's the thing. It's a Mitch Barnhart said they're working within the rules, but I feel like um, so I don't know what those rules exactly are, but. All I, all I can go off of is based on what I know. And what I know applies to recruiting and prior relationship. And I feel like the history of donating to the University of Kentucky should not be... That, that relationship with Mark Stoops has been a long time coming, right? So, like, I, I don't... Mark Stoops, John Calipari, all of UK athletics, they've been doing that well before she decided to run for governor. So I think it should be fair game. Should be fair game. Yeah, and obviously as Kentucky fans, we certainly would want it to be fair game. But like political candidates can have their favorite colleges. They can have their favorite teams. They can have previous interests that they had before politicians carry. Like it's not like their life just needs to instantly Oh, now my focus is on politics. I'm not allowed to like anything else. Mitch McConnell has given more resources, finances, donations to the University of Louisville than the UofL fan base would care to admit for sure. Uh, they don't really talk about it as much because they're gladly just take his money as long as it can kind of stay quiet. Mm -hmm. But he can be a UofL fan if he wants. I, that's fine. You know, Jennifer Lawrence isn't a politician. She can be a UofL fan. If, uh, Lucy agrees, totally. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can have people like their favorite teams and give money to it. Now, if she were to win and be governor and it came out that she was taking money that was supposed to go to other universities in the state and giving it to UK, then that would be an issue. But... I don't see an issue. I, I hope there's no problem with it. I just feel like you're going to probably have people poking and sniffing around and trying well, to make a much ado about nothing. The the one thing that is a positive uh, positive here is most of the crap, like most of her campaign is going to be self-funded. And I also think they're smart enough to know that people are going to be poking around um, and They've got to be on top of their P's and Q's. I also think that, I mean, let, let's be real. You don't just, I, I don't think Kelly Kraft just woke up and decided to write a $7.5 million check yesterday. I'm sure there was some sort of planning as for when the timing, like I, she announced her candidacy, what, two weeks ago? They could have announced this probably before now, I would imagine. And they decided, you know what, it's fine. Let's go ahead and wait. 
we want people to to make sure that we're on top of our thing. So I, I ultimately am not too worried as of right now. I wonder how that might change. And and here's the other thing too that we're too young to we're to know what it was like to live through that. But like Happy Chandler was. I mean, he was the governor and he was singing my old Kentucky home at senior day, right? Like he was, it, I know that was a different era, um, but he was well connected to the school as well. Same with John Y. Brown and owning the Colonels. Like it was, a. Uh, this, this isn't the first time that politics and sports have in, intertwined in the state of Kentucky. Nope, it isn't. And you're right also, I think even if, People just kind of felt uncomfortable about the whole thing. The Crafts have a long history of donating to the University of Kentucky, and I think that that also should matter in that regard. And secondly, just kind of getting away from the politics aspect of it, where would UK be without the Crafts? And I, I, oh, I, I mean that. Like, yeah. where would UK athletics be without the Crafts? And it is probably time, and I know there's other people, and especially other people that maybe stay quieter, and maybe donate anonymously and obviously whatever Mm -hmm. they have done so much and it's time probably for some other folks with some money to to step up in some ways because once she once she runs for governor and kind of gets in the thick of campaigning the republican primary and honestly i don't know i don't want to i don't i certainly not trying to offend anybody and where this is just two folks and scooter dingus's opinion on the matter but maybe better if she actually just like doesn't win the Republican primary and things could maybe get back to business as usual. Um, I think she probably will win the Republican primary and I would probably feel pretty solid about her chances against Bashir, just given the state's political leanings for the most part. If she's governor, I think it's probably going to be safe to assume for Kentucky fans just a little bit that maybe you're not going to get as many donations, maybe just because you don't want to have to deal with the things we were just talking about three to five minutes ago. That's something that you at least need to consider if you're UK. And again, they're going to quietly, I'm sure, you know, Mark Stoops retweeted her campaign announcement and her campaign's off to kind of a rough start. She's like, she's been, she kind of got caught her PR firm, just copy and pasting uh, their political announcement. Yeah. Which is just like, what are you doing? In 2022, people are going to catch you on this stuff. You got to be smarter than that, but they have plenty of finances. They're going to have more than Brian Corals and they're going to have more than Daniel Cameron. But that's something that folks need to also consider. If she does win, you may see, some of the sweet, sweet cheddar coming into the University of Kentucky dry up ever so slightly. And here Mitch is having to play, not play favorites necessarily, but having to pick between football facility, basketball facility, air conditioning and memorial, this, that, or the other. And if you stop getting some of that money from the crafts, who, who's stepping up? And I think it's, it's a fair question that we may have to worry about in the future of UK football. Uh, I, I don't have any answers for how it all shakes well, out, but it's at least something to think about. I would say that to, you started that by making the point it's time for somebody else to stand up. So, like, I, you know, that I don't think solves the problem. But on the other hand, you also have to think of it. It would be if you're the University of Kentucky as a whole, you would consider it a net positive to have the governor of Kentucky's name plastered all over the school, right? Like you're one of your most public figures in the entire state is obviously a big university of Kentucky fan. And if there's going to be 
so like whatever lobbyists, education lobbyists are there, they'd be pumped to have Kelly Craft in there, right? Like, yeah, but you also just when you have somebody's name on a ton of stuff, you're you're one bad tweet away from somebody getting canceled in today's society. You're one bad you know, you, you political could, decision yeah. away from being like, ooh, now do we have to totally? It, it, you're you're walking a fine line to some degree. It, it, it's it's I wouldn't even say it's risk versus reward because if you're UK athletics, you're not in a position to say no to the amount of money the crap. It's not like you'd say like, all right, while you run. Just no more gifts to our university, please. No, you wouldn't do that. You'd be like, hey, we understand if you got to kind of slow down, but we're here when you need us or you're here if you want to keep giving us money because that's just the the college athletics industry and just colleges in general. But it, it's a it's it's interesting. It's a fine you're walking kind of a fine line where ew, could it if something bad happens, it could just totally have to cut ties with your biggest donors, which you don't want to have to worry about really. but Hey, but oh, they're getting that they're getting Mark Soups' facility before it all kind of goes up in the air, you know? <laughs> That's true. And also if if you're the crafts, let's just call it like it is, like you know what you're doing here, right? Like, hey, when it's time for election season, I, they're not gonna they can't say that. They won't say that, but they know what they're doing there. Everybody can Everybody can. It's it's a it's a play for the UK fan base to just remember the name. Yeah, and and that and honestly, out of all of this, like I don't know what what Kelly Craft would be like as a politician. And I mean, she's she's been the ambassador. That's about all we can say. But like, I think this is just going to be a classic case in how much name recognition goes a long way, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's how all of this stuff is. Um, name recognition takes you takes you far places uh i i do know that we have some other like i, I noticed a school board uh billboard somebody running for school board candidate um is right off my exit on the waterson it's enormous i don't know if any of those people are any good um at all i have i never have any idea who to vote for so i'm 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 gonna do something crazy what i do for judges i ask my lawyer friends like all right who's who are any of these people good? Who are the the dumb dumbs? Who should I vote for? And then for school board, I'm going to be putting a lot of faith in Courier Journal reporting. So Olivia Krauth, don't let me down. All right, I need I need you to tell me who's 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 a dumb dumb and who's not. Oh, I'm sure that will be totally unbiased reporting. Hey, as long as they tell me who parents' rights people are, I parents you don't need any rights. You, no, all. <laughs> Such a wild take. Oh yeah. Well, no, well I, here, here's my here's my very strong opinion on the, what's pro, what's wrong with this generation. Here's my old man take that we can have people just sit on, right? And it started with our parents. When parents started believing kids over other adults um, that are teachers, it everything went to crap, right? Like kids can't be disciplined anymore um, because their their little Johnny never did anything wrong. So Johnny starts getting away with everything, and now it's always the teacher's fault whenever their kids get in trouble. So um, that and it, it started with our parents, m maybe a little bit younger parents' generation, um, and it's just it's whew, it's bad now. It it's seems bad. like a little apples and oranges. I would for school boards. Anybody that wanted to continue to shut down schools need to be out. They're oh, out. Is, is that one guy still there? That one? Oh, he's before, still there. Oh yeah. Oh, Chris get his ass. oh god, he's that guy. Go. 
he's, he's a Looney gotta, Tune. Man. Yeah, he really is. Could just that's that's a good way to put it. Just get rid of the Looney Tunes on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah. Seriously, so can we just get, people can we get rational thinking adults who just have like some common sense that care about kids' education, that want yeah. kids to get a good education and a safe school setting. That's 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 where I think the primary focus should be on on voting. But uh, we're we're probably get, dipping our toes more, getting to knee level into politics. So we'll move back. <laughs> I'll get into the uh, to the Thornton's next line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The first texter today. We're starting the text line a little early today because we got the picks of the week. They had a famous ad campaign years ago for pork, the other white meat. Liars says one. Wait, text. you mean advertisers lied to the public? Can't believe it. Ooh. Cannot believe it. I don't remember that campaign though, but I would just be like, what? what? That's of course pork is not the other white meat. I guess again, going back to the pork chop debate, I could see why people pork chop kind of a lighter meat, but yeah. Right, right. Oh, one thing that here here's one thing going back here's as soon as we got off the air, I thought about this was Big Blue Drew. I think one of the hardest things about no red meat would be you're telling me for one year, Big Blue Drew, you haven't had a piece of crispy bacon. Oh man, or like pepperoni like in your pizza. Bit? Yeah, that would be that'd be tough. Like telling somebody to take, uh, I want a, a Cobb salad. Hold the bacon. Like, oh yeah. gosh, what it's a tough. that that really is tough. And you may say like you can have turkey bacon. I think turkey bacon's okay, but it, it ain't. Right, right. Yeah, and and I think a lot of this stuff too, TJ, telling myself, like, this is just how I operate. If I say, no, I can't have any of these things that I want, then I want it more. If I just tell myself I'm going to go light on it, then I'm actually pro like, I'm, I'm better off. There's a better chance that I'll succeed if I just tell myself that I'm going to use it in moderation. You're saying if you do the the cold turkey, you may have just a, a bender a bender relapse. Where if you yes. keep your expectations in check, you're more likely to achieve your goal. That's that's probably how it is for for oh, most folks, cool. I would imagine. But but good for you, Big Blue Drew. By the way, I got some not necessarily breaking news, but because it's not breaking. But my buddy from Hunter from Dallas reminds me that there's this tweet. Uh, this was from yesterday. And by the way, we didn't even mention the 15-year anniversary of Stevie Johnson's touchdown. I, know, I don't know how we, we have it in the that. intro of our yeah. of our radio show. That was bad on our part. Really? So hand up. Stevie got loose. That was a hell of a night at Commonwealth Stadium. A lot of fun. But the college football national championship game on January 9th, Kentucky versus who knows will be in there, maybe a Georgia rematch, will kick off at 7.30 instead of 8.20. A rare, rare win for us Eastern time zoners. We did it, everybody. We, we did. We really did. This is what happens when we talk time zones uh, often on KRC. We finally got a W, Justin. We did it. We did it. I love it. Yeah. And any any earlier starting time is good with me. If you want to start it at four, I'm good with that, too. The college football national championship notoriously goes past midnight yeah, it yeah. Takes, I mean, college football games by themselves last forever. And then the championship, you can just add an extra 30 minutes to it at least. This is this is great news. 7.30, you can actually probably go to bed at later than we'd like to. But that's awesome. Way to go. Good decision. Let's do this. Can we do this for basketball too? Can we, can we have a national championship game not go off at, what, 9, 10? Oh, yep, man. 
is that too much to ask? So uh, we're I, making um, a step in the right direction for us Eastern Time Zoners. Is it right that this year they're playing it in SoFi? The Super the Bowl? Cha- or the, the championship? Game. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Can you read is, another text? I think that's the case. Um, 502-414-1450 is the number on the Thornton's text line. The new Samsung TVs yep. can be used no split screen with different sources. If there's a game on cable, you can also have ESPN Plus or YouTube TV on, etc. You can put both on the TV at the same time and choose which one you want to use audio for. It's an absolute game changer for sports watching. That's awesome. Especially that it lets you use multiple inputs uh, to be able to split it up. That's great. That is awesome. Um, I, I've seen, didn't somebody say like another streaming service, maybe YouTube TV or somewhere was letting you do something. Oh, okay. As they mentioned. It's uh, supposed to. So. Yeah. They, they were talking heard. last week when they were talking about ESPN plus you being able to watch four games at once. There it is. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Scooch. Thank you. Um, that's cool. I'm all for it. I still like a, a good old fashioned flex TV. Maybe I'm just an old man. But secondly, I don't want like, you know, if I've got a nice 60 inch, 70 inch, however many inches you've got, I don't want to have to, I don't want to take it away. I'm not, in, I'm not in a position to be taking inches away. Hey, so where's the championship going to be this year? SoFi, you were right. Inglewood, yeah. baby. Which 4.30 kickoff there. It'll be an evening, right? We'll get the sunny start to the day. Uh, I don't think it'll be toasty, though, in January. But going to be – it's it's kind of weird playing it in a pro stadium, but I don't know. We get used to that stuff so quickly. That, that just play seems so cavernous. And – I guess it goes back to when they opened it during COVID and the first game they lost on a doink, right? And it just echoed throughout the entire stadium. Oh. Y'all know how much that stadium cost? Uh, uh, like $5 billion, I think. Yeah, $5 billion. Crazy. What? But, Roush, when's the last time the national championship game wasn't in a pro stadium? Um, well, the thing is, is like Glendale, they play a bowl there regularly. Like the fact that... So, like, some of those pro stadiums I'm used to because they play, like, the SEC championship game in Atlanta, right, at Mercedes-Benz. So, I'm used to that. The Orange Bowl is at Hard Rock. We haven't had college football games at that stadium yet. So, all it just is just take one or two. Um, I know the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl is happening this year. Maybe that's what gets me warmed up, right? I just need to see the good old, everybody's favorite Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl to get me warmed up to college football in that stadium. That's really called the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl? Yeah, I saw a tweet where they're they're already getting hyped for it. I'm I'm assuming it's like Pac-12 versus Mountain West or something, but it's that uh, I think it's the week after the Vegas Bowl. Goodness gracious! <laughs> Another texter on the Thornton's text line, and then we'll head to our double dip. After listening to Luckett discuss Youngstown State, I'm thinking we squeak one out, 24 to 21. Well, I, I checked this morning with Vegas Insider; they have an opening line at 25 and a half. So. Uh, would take Youngstown <laughs> if you think that's going to be the final score. Was Luckett tuck- talking up the Penguins? Not really. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, in he a way, middle eight? They, they were better than he thought preseason, but he still thinks that Kentucky is going to put it on him. Okay. Um, I almost like Youngstown to cover. It's a big number, and I don't think Stoops is going to try to, you know, win sixty to sixty to ten, but. We have another hour to talk all about that. Don't go anywhere. We'll get to our picks of the week as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. 
We'll be back for hour number two after this. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can hold us. Like the ceiling can hold us. Can we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can hold us. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. The top ten Kentucky Wildcats will look to move to 3-0 and tomorrow against Youngstown State. A noon game. We're going to talk about that game. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. In hour number two, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And Roush, I did find myself, thanks to uh, thanks to a listener, was able to purchase a red parking pass for tomorrow's game. So right. I'll be in the red lot. And if I have it my way, i got to talk to the wife about this. We're going to be rolling into Lexington with some salsaritas, baby. Ooh, man, what a treat. What a treat. Anytime you go to salsaritas, it's a it's a special day. It's a special moment. Um, but that's amplified even more whenever you get to enjoy some of that fresh salsa, that tasty queso, um, those wonderful, wildly addictive chips. At a Kentucky football game. I mean, that's really the two for TJ. Are you? Do you think you're going to stop by the one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews, or use your app through the drive-through in Middletown on your way out of town? Oh, I, it's a good question. Maybe, maybe with the baby, the drive-through in Middletown will be a little bit easier for us. But newly renovated St. Matthews location and the Fountain Blue Powerade, which they have at both mm. places. But I, I know that the one in St. Matthews is just the best in town. So I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe it depends what else we got going on in the morning. But I will say that it seems like the the noon game is like perfect for nap times. Like she should probably be sleeping on the way up, go to the game, have a good time, hopefully. And she should most likely be sleeping on the way home. Oh, and uh, so that should That's hopefully perfect. work out pretty well i i would think or i would at least hope so we're really excited hopefully have some wildly addictive chips hot spicy salsa maybe some queso as well and you can do that whether you're catering for a huge party a small party salseritas it's the fresh mexican grill and it is deliciously different all right fun first hour but the fun just continues this hour roush oh yeah oh yeah I, uh, I'm fired up. I finally figured out, man, something about figuring out projected scores by looking at totals, it just really messes with my brain. And I, I, I need to figure out a more efficient way to figure it out because um, just during the break, trying to do that with the total and the Kentucky spread, I, I got to there in a very unconventional way, but I just I completely forgot all the algebra I learned in freshman year of high school. Like, it should be an easy algebra equation, and I'm just – Poof, my brain. But 40 to 14 will be a cat's cover and uh, just under the over. So I guess it'd be more like 41 to 14. 41 to 14 would be the over and uh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Over and a cover. 
I think most UK fans would be okay with that game. I, this game for me, and we'll do predictions a little bit later, it, it has nothing to do with Youngstown State. First and foremost, get out of the game healthy. Well, I guess first and foremost, win the game, right? Win the game. Secondly, get out of the game healthy. Third, do do what you should do against an opponent like Youngstown State. Be If you want to run the ball, be able to run the ball. If you want to throw the ball, be able to throw the ball. If young guys need to get some clock, young guys, no offense, you, the young guys should look good against the Youngstown State guys. So, Christian, <laughs> go out there, make some, make some catches. It should really just be what you're looking to do you should be able to do. That doesn't mean there can't be some mistakes. That doesn't mean, you know, you, you, I get it, drop passes happen. A missed coverage can can happen. Uh, just don't let it happen a lot. Like I said, do what you should do. This has nothing to do with Youngstown. This Kentucky should be able to, to move the ball anyway on offense. And defensively, it, it should, you shouldn't be really too pressed. And I don't think they will be. So uh, I, I know that that's pretty – basic and vanilla analysis i'm sure it has plenty to do with me not knowing much about youngstown state as is but it, it, this is all about uk it has nothing to do with the opponent this saturday right and that's how it should be in these fcs games um the one uh the one thing that i think works in kentucky's favor in this matchup though is like Youngstown State has won their early games by scoring a bunch of points off explosive plays. Uh, Bryce Oliver, who you probably remember from his time at Kentucky, transferred to Youngstown State. He's already got 10 catches for a buck 20, buck 30, and a touchdown. Um, they, they have, they've scored a lot of points. They throw the jump balls, and they've got a good running back. But Kentucky fits the run well. I mean, uh, I mean Anthony Richardson only got four yards. Uh, the other running backs still were held like three yards of carry. Fitting the run is the strength of the Kentucky defense, and that's uh, that's where they should be able to to shut them down and then create plays offensively, create some big plays to score. So, uh, you you limit Youngstown right you. And then you you deliver some early haymakers. Then it can be fun game, right? It's it's all about getting those those early haymakers to kind of put them away, and then and then throw that thing into cruise control. And let the other young guys perform well. TJ, if I want to have a bold prediction, I don't think it's that bold. But if I'm going to have a bold prediction, it's Trevin Wallace leads Kentucky in tackles. Uh, he only played about a dozen snaps last week. He did not play at all in week one with an injury and. Trevin was great at times last year, particularly against teams, pass-heavy teams. Like He played a ton against Mississippi State, uh, led the team in tackles then. But he, he he's most of his success is based off just his raw ability, and they want to get him reps to really refine his linebacking play, right? Like his ability to read an offense, read his keys, react, and play good high football IQ defense. This is the kind of game where you want to see – Jacquez, DeAndre, take yourself a break, all right? Let's let D-Jack and, and Trevin Wallace carry a heavy load. Trevin Wallace, go out there and, 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 and throw some dudes into the ground. Yeah, but again, the game, the game to do so. Uh, on an offensive side, if UK wants to take a few deep shots, they should be able to connect on a couple of them. If they want to run the ball, that's fine. Defensively, yeah. Uh, are we going to see Keontae Goodwin this weekend? Yeah, and that's – so of all of the – you got to get guys some playing time. Like you can easily rotate into Kel Crowdis and Chris Lewison, right? There is more of a fine line you have with this offensive line where you just figured out who your five guys are going to be moving forward. 
So you want to give them some, some more confidence. You want to develop a little bit of continuity. But at the same time, you can't rely on just using only those five guys all year or else you get yourself in the situation that we're currently in right now. So I think in an ideal world, though you score in your first two series and then you put a Keontae Goodwin in there for a series. Um, the next one, you, you take Keontae out, you put Horsey back in, but then you get John Young some reps. Uh, the next one, you know, you kind of move in w one at a time or maybe two at a time, those guys like John Young, David Wallabaugh, DeAndre Buford. You, you kind of slowly integrate them in to, to where it, it's, I don't want to say it's easy on him, but maybe it alleviates some of that stress. Um, and you also get some early drives with that that front five. But So it, I think that is where it gets a little bit more difficult, though, TJ, because of the, the continuity you're trying to develop over the next two weeks before Chris Rodriguez returns for that Ole Miss game. That's a good point. And again, in a perfect world, the score is big enough where you, it, at least by garbage time, wherever that may be, you you can try some different things. You, you You can check the boxes of the things you needed to see, the things you wanted to see, and then you can start seeing how some of the guys who aren't going to get a ton of minutes this year react just to getting on the field under the bright lights of the sun because it's going to be a day game. Uh, now, <laughs> now, all that being said, if you didn't even need more evidence to take Youngstown and the points, that the discussion of blowouts should be all you need because that's how this works on Kentucky Roll Call. When we do this, usually UK comes out, looks a little flat for a quarter, maybe a half before before things get better that's just and, and yes i'm trying to reverse jinx this but if you needed any more evidence there you go text on into the thornton's text line remember to pop in a thornton's at some point download the app it's going to tell you the cheapest gas in your area and give you a lot of discounts on a lot of goodies shout out to kelly leonardo and alex cupper let's keep along with the thornton's text line a texture says Doo -doo -doo -doo. If you guys have some free time tonight, please take a few moments to scroll through the Reddit Huskers thread or page. There are some pretty wild Frost stories slash rumors. I did Ooh. not uh, take the time to do that. Yeah. Crouch, have I you heard gone of rumors? Uh, I, I, I should have gone on to our on three um, board whenever all that stuff was falling out. But no, I haven't checked it out yet. Haven't haven't done that. Um Man, crazy. Uh, one fun little fact, too. Um, if this 25 and a half number is correct, be the lowest spread versus an FCS team since 2014 when UK was a 21 point favorite over UT Martin and they won 59 to 14. That was, it was coming off a Southern Miss loss. And this is a top 10 Kentucky team. Maybe they think that Kentucky's got a big head after the game and that Youngstown. Um, I mean, after all, they're 18th in SP plus, but Bill Connolly still calling for a 39 point win. Man, I might have to hop on the Cats over the Penguins if it's numbers as well. Oh Ooh. man, as if I needed any more evidence, maybe to take Youngstown. Now Roush loves the number. You you referenced it yesterday, Roush, but are they really the Penguins? I I don't think I ever knew that. Really? You didn't know that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. So I the thing that's great about the Youngstown State Penguins is how they use their penguin mascot um, for their hockey team. They have this penguin that's like angry, but he's got earmuffs on and a scarf. Um, I mean, they've got some really good ones, you know, penguin and a football helmet. Just look up some of the old uh, Youngstown logos. They're, they're outstanding. 
Yeah, that kind of just blows my mind if we're being honest, because I'm a I'm a pretty big mascot guy, and I like to think I pride myself on knowing a lot of the mascots, but I did not know there was a penguin mascot in college. Ooh, there's a Jeopardy question last night, Scoots. Who and it gave you a little bit more. It the the school opened as a technical college, I believe in 1902 and their mascot was the tartans or is the tartans t-a-r-t-a-n i believe oh man i thought okay. it was carlton uh, <laughs> that's not it it's too the fun. carlton tartans <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I think i actually know it scoots do you have an idea no i i've got nothing all right Ralph. who do you is think cal state fullerton no and it's it like the, so it was Final Jeopardy, and it, it was, was college and universities. And I was thinking to myself, like, I, I, I said out loud, the wife was cooking dinner, and I was like, oh, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm pushing I'm, – I would risk everything on this one because I felt so sure about it. Right. But it's not sports-related. So it was Carnegie Mellon. Like, you oh, know, gosh. I'm not supposed to know what your stupid mascot is. No kidding. Yeah. Man, you know that – did, did, did some people it. go for broke? Um. It, it was a runaway so okay, okay but yeah some people did go big but um one person who had like no chance of winning went small and i was just like why would you do that right. you know you're either winning two thousand or one thousand dollars why wouldn't you just I, I don't know go go big for big sake but in any who uh yeah scoots i fancy myself as pretty good at mascots and that one stumped me so you're in good company but here's the one thing i don't understand about this dang penguin don't don't penguins like to be cold? Yeah. You ever been to Ohio in the winter? Yeah, but uh, so my thing is, why the hell do they have a like a toboggan and a scarf around them? Guy wants to be cold. They're trying to warm him up. That's not good well, for the penguin. It's he. It's fashion. <laughs> you ever heard of it? No. Uh, I love the thought. Penguins <laughs> like the cold. <laughs> They're making him warm. It's just not good for him. How do you feel about U of L's cardinal bird having teeth? That's true. Yeah. Do, do birds have teeth? Uh, not, not cardinal birds. Not unless I have been looking at the wrong ones in my backyard. They do not have teeth. This just seems like wacky Wednesday. Another texter says, absolutely brutal take by Scoots on the United States men's national soccer team. We went from not qualifying for the World Cup to having one of the better young rosters in the world. Obviously, it's still an insanely tall task to compete with England, Spain, Germany's of the world, but we're solid. We have multiple young stars scoring goals for big-time teams in Europe. So with all that said, suck it, Scooter McDingus. I, I deserve that one, no doubt about it. But I, So for me, it's just I grew up watching Germany, so I, I have a really hard time watching U.S. men's soccer. That's, that's all it comes down to. I, I wasn't hating. I still support. I'm still going to watch, but... It's just it's a different product than mm. the rest of the world. If you love Germany so much, why don't you just go move there? I would. I would in a heartbeat. Actually, it's really cold there, so probably not. Oh yeah, Roush, you don't like you, the cold. Roush, how do you feel about Russia, China, and Iran all becoming buddy buddy? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I do like though that Russia is just getting their asses kicked in Ukraine. Big fan of that. It definitely hasn't gone the way they thought it would. Both. In the way it's been portrayed and just how it literally has been played out onto the battlefield. But, uh, yeah, that's 
and China knows what they're doing. They're mad that we've done what we've done with Taiwan. So they're just trying to kind of scare us by talking to people that scare us. But uh, that would not be the the ideal trio, Russia, China, and Iran. A Texas- oh, that, that, that's a big one. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> God so loved man that he gave us air fryers. They are magical. They really are. Heard that. I need I- to hear that in Oscar Sheboy's next uh, preaching. It was a Wednesday thought, but I was like, man, the innovation of an air fryer is so crazy. And then I was like, but wait a minute. Like, I bet our parents or would it be our parents' parents? I bet the microwave was equally as like, oh, my heavens. Can you believe it? And then before that, probably just like a refrigerator, you know, so we're it's just another it's another step along the the wheels of innovation. Was it a hot dog you were telling me to cook in an air fryer? Yes. And I was thinking. Um, I have cooked hot dogs in an air fryer, not often because I still, like we mentioned, I like an open flame. But one time it was raining, and I think I like had the drunchies and couldn't. I had this big like Italian spicy sausage, and I couldn't grill it because of the weather, so I threw it in the air fryer. And I like my things crispy, so I left that bad boy in there forever. Oh. And it was like I again, it was probably because I was a little, I had had a few drinks, and this was years ago. I don't drink anymore um, <laughs> as much. And it was so good. It was so good. And like I, the wife was asleep or she wasn't home or I don't know what was going on. But like I, I took a picture. I took a picture of it because I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to look how good this piece of sausage looks. And she was just like, this looks like the most burnt, disgusting thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Uh, if I can find the picture and make the story a little bit better. But yeah, air fryers. They are a thing from the heavens. Um. Before we go to a break, uh, we mentioned a big one. You know, those countries, they're very hated. And I'm curious, TJ, um, because I saw Jeff Bezos and uh, Roger Goodell sitting next to each other. Have there ever been two more universally hated people ever to to sit together at any function ever? Because I know some people out there might bring up a politician or something, but if they're in power, then there are certain people that like them. Like there, there you will find very few people that are like pro Jeff Bezos or pro Roger Goodell. So I, I, I don't know if you could find two more hateable people to ever just be in a room together. I think Hitler and Mussolini were together a few times. But even like, but Germans and Italians liked him for a while. So like, I'm I'm just talking about from a pure public opinion standpoint. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, you probably, you probably, you may be onto something there, Roush. Uh, uh, goobers. I don't know if, if Bezos is as universally hated as you may think. I don't know. I think most people hate him. Although I won't, I won't defend Goodell. I think you, you I think that one's probably pretty accurate. We're, we're also Jeff Bezos. Like, does he just lift in his free time? Like, what? He is huge. That dude is yoked. He's definitely got to be on some sort of steroid. He's probably on like the good, uh, the good rich people steroids too, without like yeah. the really bad side effects. Yeah, he is a he is he wears tight shirts. He's he's got it going on. Uh, Texter says, "When was the last time Mrs. Roush could take a pot shot at UK football? 2016? Well, actually, Lamar fumbled in 2016. Yeah, people do forget that. Oh, but no, she just you know she just makes pot shots all the time." You know. Do you ever tell her to grow up? Uh, no, no. I'm also at the point too. I just, I just, 
I'm not poking that bear at all. Like we're we're in we're in the home stretch of pregnancy, and it's just, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I just ask for things and I get responses, and I'm just like, just take it to the chin. Don't don't even respond. Just let her, let her say what she's got to say to get off her chest. Spoken like a veteran father. A texter says, when it comes to meat, I'm colorblind. Same. <laughs> Same way as me, Scoots. <laughs> Did you all see the clip of Stoops with some Alabama radio guy? They were talking about Max Duffy, and Max sent the reporter a question for Stoops, and he asked, how much of your salary do you spend on shampoo? Good stuff. Sorry if it's already been brought up already. Yeah, uh, Stoops went on with the Stingray, and uh, Max gave him some questions. He... He Stingray reached out to me and asked if I anything good, and I'm glad he talked with Max because Max had much better fodder to to give Stoops a, a chance to to get a chuckle. And that was that was pretty funny. Darn it, Ralph! Shame on you. How would you not ask Stingray to say, "Yeah, one like really good one would be what was your nickname in high school or in college?" Oh man! See, and I also got asked this like it was. It was a late Tuesday night. I just got home. Was watching the volleyball game. So that's on me. That's a me problem. You let well. You let it's a you problem, but you let the whole show down. And I really did. That would have been a great day. way to do it too. Through another radio show. Yeah. yeah, and then like you know you're you're blameless in the whole thing. Maybe we get an answer. If not, we at least get a funny little what's going on situation. Shame on you, buddy. That's okay though. Uh, hey, and I. I this is days ago, but you went on with old Cole Kublik. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Took a pot shot at Anthony Richardson. That was fun, too. Sucking Florida. A texter says, did you all are a dog and under when there's only one game on? Hope you cashed out, but you probably took the Chiefs in the over. Mm. That person uh, was right, but if not for a touchdown with 70, a meaningless touchdown with 75 seconds left. The unders in those games are fun because you're just being such a contrarian and you're winning once the game is kicked off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A texter so. says, why hasn't UT transfer D. Beckwith been considered with running back depth being a problem at UK? He might just be not very good. I'd, and I'm not, texter, I'm not blaming you or not. You, that could have very well been in your mind. But, like, you, did, you know, couldn't that – that's what the touch on's for, asking us questions. But, like, could, didn't you think that could be an option? Just, like, not no, – UK's no. only two, two games no. into the season, of course, no. maybe just, like, that player isn't ready for – Yeah, no, no. Just, uh, yeah, he – and I even said it when he showed up at practice. Like, he looks crazy good, but kind of looks like Tarzan. Plays like Jane scenario, I think, here. I mean, in, and also, if he was a good running back, he would have played running back at Tennessee. Tennessee didn't have a lot of great running backs. Kentucky was not going to play him at running back. They had him taking carries for, like, you know, in case somebody got hurt last week in practice. But he wasn't going to play unless they really needed him to. I also think, too, that when you're six foot five playing running back, that's not ideal. There's a lot of area to hit, right? Then you can't really get a low pad level there. So... Yeah, I um, yeah, I just I, I don't I don't know how much he's gonna play at UK. Six foot five running back. Yeah, he did the thing, Scoots, where he played quarterback in high school and was like a Tebow. Um, they couldn't tackle him. That that sort of deal. So he he seems like a talented athlete, but uh, just might be in between playing a spot. 
you know, and, and have finding you, a home on the football field. Have you ever heard of a running back taller? I mean, Derrick Henry's pretty tall, but he's still only like what six four. I think he's yeah six maybe maybe six four. I thought he was like six two, but six five for a running back is huge. Right. I mean, it's just not going to work. So Eddie George was a huge running back, but I don't think he was six five. Derrick Henry is listed at six three, uh, and then Eddie George is listed at six three as well. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't think he was. Yeah, and Derrick Henry's huge too. Probably, those, probably those shoulder pads, Titans running backs, but those shoulder pads made Eddie George, you know, six foot eight too. Yeah, he really, he really was. Um, and then Eddie Lacy also seemed like a big running back back in the day, but I bet he's actually sure. smaller than we. I bet he's actually smaller than we think. Yeah, um, he's only five eleven, but I guess because man, I would have lost a lot of money if you were like, "Hey, TJ, I bet he's not over six foot." I would have probably <laughs> lost. A good four yeah. on that, but he seemed like a big running back. All right, Bert Cohn, who played for the Chiefs in Super Bowl one, he was six foot five. Other than you know, that, it's just Brandon Jacobs who was six four. Bert Cohn took a big fat L in Super Bowl one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Love that you're talking trash of Bert Cohn. That that tall, Sorry, Bert. that tall goofy chief had uh, had his butt handed to him by Bart Starr and the gang. Max McGee, it was just uh, those Packers were rocking and rolling back then. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Roush did an exceptional job on his Youngstown Connections piece. Hats off, man. One of the best Kentucky football articles I've come across. Oh, texter, I appreciate it. And, And I'm being very genuine when I say that because here's the thing. When you write big, long features, they never, they never take off like, like, from a social media standpoint, like it's not something as clicky as, you know, here's a quote card. Like, so like it's hard to know if people actually read it or not. And I, when I was writing it yesterday, I was like, man, I think I'm doing a good job with this. So thanks for, uh, I, I really do appreciate the, uh, the reinforcement. Like I, it's like, okay, like I actually did my, my, my brain wasn't lying. I actually did do a, a decent job of it, but uh, if you haven't read it yet, it, I took a lot of the stuff about, like just what I've heard from the Youngstown coaches this week, and uh, the stuff Vince Marrow said in particular about Stoops' dad really resonated. Where you know Ron Stoops Senior kind of took in Vince when his dad passed away in high school and was a father figure to him, and a lot of like it's like if you knew his dad, like this is Mark, right? Like th- he's a, he's he's all for his guys on and off the field, pretty much no matter what, and. Frank Bufano is the one guy, the one other guy who's been with Stoops throughout this whole time. And he's like, you know, Mark's not afraid to take a look in the mirror and make and ask how he can get better. And that's what really has been a reason for success. But he's also throughout the whole time put his players first. And when you do that, they're willing to go the extra mile for you. And uh, it just it, it hits the nail on the head. And I think there's no more perfect you know, kind of capstone, if you will, even though it's not the end of his tenure, but it, it's it's so perfect that Youngstown State is the team that's coming to town where folks will be able to celebrate his win because without his Youngstown State roots, without that mentality and the lessons he learned as a kid, Kentucky is not going through that transformation that they've undergone through with Mark Stoops. Well said, well-written article. Make sure you check it out at KentuckySportsRadio.com. A texter says, heard through the grapevine that Calipari and Kenny Payne were in Louisville watching Trinity freshman guard Jaden Johnson for a workout. Jaden has D1 offers from West Virginia and Missouri already. 
Was it um, was it the coaches or was it the assistants? I haven't heard much about the head guys going out, but that's a that's a big deal. Um, if that kid's already if he's a freshman and he's uh got people watching him, then that's I'm gonna have to go. Out. So here's the thing too, TJ. Um, I I hope Marty Polio doesn't take a heart close look at the sales basketball team because we've got some guys that uh that are pretty damn good that yeah Bellerman was in watching uh this uh Travis yesterday Graf- as well. Travis Graft went and checked out some of the sales players. Yeah, yeah. We got we got some uh, a couple really good freshmen. They play Trinity either the I think it's the second game of the season. They open their first week to sales plays Mallard or they play Ballard, Trinity, Mail, and uh Huntington Prep. Four games in six days. <laughs> so they're uh Really blowing up the schedule. Last year, that Trinity game went into two overtimes. It was awesome. So, uh, hopefully, I can make it out to one of those uh, out on Kenwood Drive uh, in November. Folks, if the sales ever wins the state basketball championship, if you've ever thought Roush is annoying at oh, any point man. following him throughout his career, I promise you, you have not seen nothing Dude, yet. Even if we just go to Rupp Arena, like, I'm going to be a lunatic. That oh, I desperately want to watch St. X play at Rupp Arena. Like that's really maybe a strong word, but it would be really cool. Like I, yeah. I would take off work. I, I would go watch Saint X. They haven't been to Rupp in I think since like 1990. I mean, it's been, it's. It been, was Scott Paget, right? Wasn't he the last one to get him there, or was the year after Scott Paget? Uh, I, it was around that time. I don't know if he went or didn't go, but it was around that time. And yeah, and same with the sales. I'm sure it'd be awesome. Um, yeah, there's nothing like the. The Sweet 16 in Kentucky. One class system. It's the way to go. It makes it so much worth it when you get there. And that's why it does play the, that's why Rupp, the lower bowl, is always packed because it means so much to those communities and those schools when they're able to go there. Let's take our last break. On days like today, you just don't want to, but we have to because this is a business. And we are going, <laughs> we're going to do it. And we're not going to like it, but that's all right. We love our sponsors. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line, give you your picks of the week. Ooh, week two was tough. That means we're due, baby. So join us for I our pick. But tonight about back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Go. Hold on. You have a choice. You can have the boat or the mystery box. What, are you crazy? We'll take the boat. No, 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 not so fast, Lois. A boat's a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. I'm on a boat and it's going fast and I got an article theme past me to Afghan. I'm the king of the world on a boat like Leo. If you own the show, then you show not me, oh. What, what is this is crap? On a boat. This is crap. This is a family radio show, Scoots. Wow. And you did the Little Wayne Planet Rock, and luckily they beeped it out. But and they and they bleeped out and the top. So glad glad that we didn't have that to go over the air too. Well, I'm I'm also glad that I had already pulled the audio down before we got to the Little Wayne part. So you had nothing to worry about, pal. No, we heard it. 
you we heard it yes because i didn't stop it on our end but it did not go over the radio it was edited anyway so it was just like wayne's world playing a drop it <laughs> that's that's all you heard anyway so welcome back one final segment as you can tell it's the end of the week and it feels like it folks it text does. on into the thornton sex line 502-414-1450 it is picks of the week time um so is intern jacob just done i guess he doesn't understand the assignment i don't think he doesn't even understand – he didn't really understand betting. I had to kind of explain <laughs> to him how betting works, which is fine, which is like it, it, we just should have never – we should have never gone with him. But the good news is – and I, I have to see if this is even possible, but here's the updated scoreboard. He is actually leading. And doesn't show up. Unreal. He's leading off a of tiebreaker with Roush. Both him and Roush have five points. But I have intern Jacob at four one and one, and Roush is four and two. Hmm. I'm three two and one with four points, but Scoots also has four points at three and three. So hey, no losing records for what it's worth. Better yeah. than we normally do. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna do with intern Jacob. But in the meantime, we'll just have the boys pick. Can you briefly elaborate on how he doesn't understand gambling? Like, is it just he doesn't get like the numbers and the minuses and the pluses? Yeah, he he does he doesn't understand the minuses and the pluses. Okay, in um, that just it it takes a little it takes reps, uh, but he's a college kid. He, he if you're a broke college kid, you shouldn't be like gambling is for rich people to lose their money. That's what. That's what I like to say. Yeah, but even in college, like you just gotta just you gotta go with the amounts that you can live with, right? If you're gambling money that you can't afford, then you need gambling help. Which Justin, what's the gambling help number? Uh that's a great question. Okay, it's one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. I think it's one eight hundred gambler, right? Like that's the the numbers, the name of it. Well, one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. But yet, last week he just texted me and he said, UK to cover, UNC to cover, Texas to cover. <laughs> and I was like, that's not how this works, buddy. <laughs> I was like, you need to tell me your lock. And also, you know, having a little format wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And he <laughs> says, what do you mean? I'm, he, he says, those are, those are my picks. And then I said, what's your lock? And he said, USC to cover. And I went, what the, what? You didn't, you didn't have USC as one of your three picks? <laughs> <laughs> And secondly, as if I know what USC is talking about, but um, anyways, so we, we, I, we, I gave him a little tutorial and he said, okay, this makes sense to me, but here it is another Friday. And secondly, like intern Jacob, people liked you. You were a fun staple of the show. And then UK just has its wildest party on Saturday and we don't hear anything from you. Like, were you on the scene in state street? Did any of you three talk to him? Nope. Nope. Maybe we lost him. I think we've lost him. Yeah. I think, I we've, think lost we've I think we've lost him. But anyways, so there's the updated scoreboard as if you all even care. But what you do care about is winning some money. And we're going to do that for you here on today's show. So as always, we start with the leader. The leader in this instance is our buddy Rick Roush. Mm -hmm. Roush, what do you got? Man, I just I love so many I, I hated him and now I, I just taught myself into more and more and more um, each and every week. But the one that I'm definitely on this week, surely Uncle Jeff won't hurt me again. 
Purdue's an underdog at Syracuse, and I just think that the Q's, Louisville, anybody can look good playing against Louisville, right? So give me Purdue in the points. I think they're minus one. What, what, what line do we have right now, TJ? I saw it at plus one and a half. Yeah, plus one and a half is what I got on DraftKings. Yeah. I've got, I've got the same. All right. I'm actually going to drive – when I drive over to Indiana, I'm going to take them out of alt line. I'm going to do the Scooter Scooter McGavin special. Come on. hey All right. Um, I, I I just I, – I feel stupid betting this game. I think this team is absolutely garbage. But I almost think that I'm taking the stink. I'm – like, I think it's actually I'm, – I'm going against where I bet the money's coming in. I'm going to take Virginia given eight and a half versus Old Dominion. Um, okay, I like that 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 line of thinking, TJ. I like it. Virginia coming off a terrible loss. I actually think money's going to be coming in on Old Dominion. Yeah, I think Virginia will bounce back, get a double digit win. Uh, nobody's going to watch that game anyway, so you may as well throw some money on it, see what it does for you. So there's my first pick: UVA eight and a half versus Old Dominion. Scooter McGavin. More on that game later. Um, Whoa! I, I don't know why I why I bet this, but for whatever reason, I'm feeling it. I don't know if it's the rivalry aspect because this team, just like your team, TJ, stinks. But give me Nebraska plus eleven. Man, that game. I I wish they would have kept Scott Frost around because I would have hammered o- Oklahoma. But I can't. I have to stay away from that game with the interim coach factor. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I would stay away from it too. But I scoots. I like you. I, like I, I think they're begging people to take Oklahoma given eleven. So I don't. Yeah. I think that's brave of you to to go into the stink. So there you have it. Roush, what's pick number two? The tops are really good as dogs. And even though I, I don't know how much I trust their quarterback, um, I don't trust Indiana at all. They're lucky to be 2-0. Give me Western Kentucky plus six and a half. It's a good pick. <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, you do not, Justin, don't do this to me again. It's a good pick. Do not, no, no, just, just shut it. Just hush. He's doing it to you and he's doing it real <laughs> good. He's doing it real good. My second pick, I'm just picking the crappiest games this week. Vanderbilt plus two and a half at Northern Illinois. SEC, everybody now, SEC. Northern Illinois is looking ahead to their big matchup at the Krogue. Vandy gets an outright win at Northern Illinois. Go ahead and take the Commodores. Uh, and you know what? If they end up losing by a point or two points, you'll be covered because they're plus two and a half. How embarrassing for Vanderbilt. But go ahead and take the Commodores in that one. Man, I told you. Go ahead, Ross. I was going to say, I just saw somebody, um, their numbers had an, as an eight-point Vandy win. So it feels like you're getting even more there. I can cash a season win total bet with a win for Vandy. So – uh, I don't know whether to invest more heavily or just let it ride. I'm definitely not hedging my bet because hedging's for losers. But v- v- we'll definitely be paying close attention to these two opponents. Told you we'd hear more on the Old Dominion and Virginia game. Old Dominion's already knocked off Virginia Tech. I'm taking Old Dominion plus eight and a half. Suck it, TJ. Okie dokie. Uh, you suck it, buddy. Uh, I'll write that down. Probably you'll be right there. UVA is terrible, but I've I've got I've got a feeling. Well, so call me Black Eyed Peace. I've got a feeling that I'm going to be betting Iowa unders all year long. Absolutely love them. This week's even extra tasty, and it's it's actually not just because of the Iowa offense being awful. 
Nevada is really bad. Carson Strong ain't walking through that door. They lost Jay Norvell, their head coach, to Colorado Sting. State, excuse me. They stink. Nevada is so bad. They might be lucky to score three points, maybe 10 total. And even then, like I, I, th- that gives me so much wiggle room with this putrid Iowa offense. Iowa, Nevada, under 39 and a half. Lock it up. Under 39 and a half. Yeah, it's probably a good bet. Is that like when we would just take the uh, overs and all of Bobby Petrina in 2018 L? Where it's just like, Uval's defense is so bad, they're going yeah. to give up a million points to everybody. Bet the right. overs, overs, overs. And, and they their defense is like, And Iowa's defense is good, too. Like that, That's the thing, is they're a fine team because of their defense. Yeah, it's just the offense is just horrible. All right, we've talked a lot about the stink on today's show and really this week. And if you're unfamiliar with what that means, it means the line just kind of looks fishy. And you're like, well, I'm going to take the obvious choice here. That's the stink. And sometimes it's smart to go into the other, to fade into that. I'm actually going to do what Vegas wants me to do in this instance, which makes me a little bit nervous. I'm taking the Pirate and Mississippi State giving two and a half uh, at LSU. LSU is not a great football team. I know that's going to be an incredibly tough place to win, but I think Mississippi State's just going to be able to offensively out-scheme them into Bolivia, and they will – I think get a comfortable win. Two and a half is not nearly enough, but I can still get a game-winning field goal and the cover. That is my lock of the week. Go ahead and lock it up. You lock it up. TJ, I actually, so I'm going to bet this game on the same side, but I removed it from the PT's unsponsored picks of the week only because I just worry about uh, Death Valley being a home underdog. They're rarely home dogs in this situation at night. But ultimately, I'm with you. I think Mississippi State is just a better football team mm-hmm. at this point in the year. They're going to play cleaner football and and win that football game. Yeah, I agree with all that. Like, yes, I could, I could see, I could see Mississippi State certainly losing this game or this being a nice home win for for LSU. But this is kind of the year that Mississippi State fans have circled and saying, like, if we're going to do something kind of on a national scale or at least turn some national heads, this is the team that's going to do it. And you, you just got to take care of business in this game if you're going to do it. They don't win in Baton Rouge all that often. This is a, a big one for them. This will be a really memorable night, I think, for a lot of Mississippi State fans. So, all right, Scoots. I, I'm going to go with Roush on this Iowa game. However, he thinks Nevada will score three points. That means Iowa has to score 27. Not happening. Give me Nevada plus 24. Whew, man, you're dancing with the devil here, Scoots. Iowa can't score. They're not. They can't score twenty four, let alone win by twenty four. I mean, Nevada's bad. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, I, that that that's what makes gambling fun, right? You're going to be really sweating out because we're we're both covering to start the game, right? So that's it. we're going to be sweating this one out. Oh boy, that's going to be uh, not one that I'm probably going to watch. It's an underwhelming football slate, but I actually think there's some intriguing games. And I'm slightly bummed I won't get to check out Georgia and South Carolina because I'll be. At the Krogue, but uh, I think that one, uh, Georgia's going to win, but I, oh, I'm curious yeah. to see South Carolina's fight. Can they at least make it interesting for a half? Do we I'm see taking their uh, team total under because I don't think they can – it's 14 and a half, and I don't think they're scoring. Oh, 
I don't know. Three times. It could be so. It could be garbage points. I don't know, but that's what I'm interested to see. And do we see any weaknesses in Georgia at all? That'd be nice, but probably not this week. So we'll. Uh, I, I'll. I'll keep an eye on that game at least on my phone. So there's your picks of the week. Uh, our leader Rick Roush has Purdue plus one and a half for Syracuse, WKU plus six and a half for IU, and then his lock of the week is Iowa Nevada under thirty nine and a half. I have Virginia minus eight and a half versus Old Dominion. Scooter is going directly against me in that game. I've got Vanderbilt plus two and a half versus Northern Illinois at Northern Illinois, I should say. And then my lock of the week, Mississippi State giving two and a half points on the road in Death Valley at LSU. And then Scooter's other two picks, Nebraska plus 11 versus Oklahoma. And his lock of the week, Nevada plus 24 versus Iowa. All right, let's finish up this Thornton's text line. A texter says that gentlemen the challenge has released the new cast for the next season and it is literally the absolute freaking gasoline still don't know why mtv still brings anisa back but back on but it's whatever bananas is back and my goodness the third leg continues okay you gotta you gotta stop talking seriously cut it out plumbly bro is that, is that who's the big challenge guy uh, gal? yeah you know i don't know let's see but this challenge person needs to, to cool it um, but I am excited about that challenge season, and I like that I don't have to wait long to get the challenge back on. But uh, we we can talk about that another time. Still, still haven't watched that finale or the. It is Plumley Bro who keeps talking about things in yeah. his pants. Who out. came up with the idea of the text line for the show? Just think, boys, you would have never met the Plumley Bro if it hadn't been for the Thornton sex line. Sometimes things in life are just meant to be. Um, uh, no, yeah, maybe this was a poor decision. Yeah, we'll have to reevaluate. <laughs> If we can get that Auburn decommit to commit to Kentucky, the future of Kentucky football receiver is absolutely incredible. Like so incredible to the point I just know. Yep. Just guys, stop it. Are See, we this what it is. Have, are we going to have to give him a ban? Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might have to. on ban territory, Plumley. A texter says, forgive me if this has been brought up before, but I didn't realize the Niners owner, Bartolo and GM Jed York are both Cardinal Mooney alums. Kind of interesting, given our our hires this offseason. I didn't know that either. Ooh, uh, that sounds like a story, Roush. Funny how things work. Uh, Bear Bryant coached 20 more years. Uh, coached 20. Texture, come on. Bear Bryant coached 20 more years. I'm not that impressed he passed a coach that coached there seven years and played less games. Okay. So what they're trying to say is that like Stoops passing Bear Bryant's record. This was actually, I think, a Rutherford U of L text. Um, yeah. Secondly, Bear Bryant didn't have to inherit Joker's roster. Also, and didn't have being good at sports in the fifties was much easier to be good at. Like, you, yeah, the SEC a little SEC a little different now than you think in nineteen fifty two. It's not like a multi million dollar organization. Things have, things have changed a little bit. Yeah, so what Stoops has a what he's done is much more impressive impressive than what Bear Bryant did. I I truly believe that. Given the state of football where UK was, for Stoops to be able to have back to back or not back to back, but two ten win seasons in four years is wild, and and maybe it ends up being three and five years, which will again I mean, be absolutely wild. Stoops did it in only two more years' time, and Bear Bryant did it with. I mean, he did this after coming back from World War II with. You know, they, they had yeah. dudes that went to war playing for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. come on. 
TJ, Memorial Coliseum isn't that bad during women's basketball because it's during the winter and it's cold. But if you were to go there during prime summer season, June or July, it's legit a sauna. I mean, I've been there for June or July as well. Surprised someone hasn't passed out when playing in that gym for UK's basketball camp. Yeah, I guess I just haven't noticed. Or maybe I'm just not a baby. Either or. I thought I saw Scooter like a Lord of the Rings Twitter post, but it was actually Lord of... Yeah, I can't read. I'm just not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> TJ, those Kentucky uniforms versus Ohio stink. PU, they look like Duke's uniforms. Yeah, but we're not letting Duke football dictate what – that's – no. It looks more like Colts uniforms, if anything. And secondly, I'm I'm the jerseys are what they are. I like UK's jerseys right now. I'm very simplistic in that regard. Those helmets are just the absolute diesel fire gasoline, as Plumlee Bro would say. Yeah, the only thing I might make different is make it a white helmet to where you can like the the wildcat in the logo pop a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and also, that was two thousand and four. You could probably make it a little bit higher definition nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And the and the next section says, "What jerseys are y'all talking about?" That's the two thousand four UK. They wore them against Ohio. Special throwback jerseys, and then UK got their got beaten beaten badly by Ohio. First ten thousand, but they are reserving five thousand for beer drinking sweet people. I, I don't that I don't know if that's a joke or not, but I bet it's not. <laughs> hard hat gate twenty twenty two. Oh, oh man, yeah. I Think of all of the hat. silly controversies we can get into, and we can just blame Kelly Craft for if she becomes governor. I still haven't even gotten my hard hat from the basketball giveaway. Hard to have past games at a stadium that just opened regarding SoFi. It's a great point, Texter. <laughs> That's a good point. But you also got to consider, too, that when – like, I'm not going to anticipate big-time West Coast college football programs to play games at SoFi Stadium because there just aren't any because they don't play real sports past the Rocky Mountains. Suck it, West Coast. John here. Good TGF morning, y'all. I'm glad my Chiefs got the job done thanks to our defense that stepped up. Okay, so tomorrow I have to be on the road by 5.30 a.m. to head to the game. I'll be parking in the orange lot. And I'll be sitting in the lower – Corner two, row three, and I cannot wait. Hope to see you all there. I think the Cats will win by 24, and Levis will be the MVP. Mr. Key will get another TD. Man, he won up 12 TDs this year. He is so good. Well, y'all have a great weekend. Got to go. Talk to you later. Wow. Safe travels, John. That is a very early morning. Yeah, it is an early morning, but it'll be worth it, and you'll get to watch a beautiful sunrise and uh and, and safe travels have fun media members are smart when they call kentucky sports soft bad etc for instance no one even knows who roman harper was before the kentucky game that's not true and once he called them soft he knew he was going to get tons of attention it's smart by him but so annoying about today's generation the world we live in i knew who roman harper was Former I, saints great i love that uh like the we also th- that's an exception to the rule, right? Like, that was so over the top, like, hating on Kentucky off the get-go. But, like, even the small little – that are, like, are unintentional jabs. Like, they're trying to talk about how great Kentucky is, but then they kind of have a backhanded compliment. Like, uh, Matt May was out there t- tweeting about a stunner. Kentucky was has won three out of the last five over Florida. That's brand name by – like, I love the little things that we as Kentucky fans – uh, take a closer look at Kentucky has a better record than Florida since 2016. Fun, and, fun facts. And also Kentucky was like five point dogs. You know, that's not <laughs> under any definition of stunner. Yeah. Someone, it went up to six and a half. So free money for us. Someone told me the second kid doesn't make things twice as hard. It makes it 10 times as hard. Sorry, Roush, but it's true. Godspeed. Hey, 
Suck it, Texter. Don't. Why did hey, you put that on me? They're, wow. saying, they're just giving you a heads up, buddy. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Very, very random fact. I saw Eddie George play Julius Caesar in Nashville production in 2012. Huh. <laughs> that is super random. That is as random as it. <laughs> Listening to the show, driving through what I can only assume is the abyss. I really like Syracuse and U of L to cover this week. Fade Brom and Sadie rides again. Uh, I was driving through some fog down 65 two days ago. Um, always kind of fun and scary, but uh, safe travels. Maybe don't also be taking pictures while you're on the interstate driving in fog, but neither here nor there. U of L game tonight. Do we want to make picks? I, a lot of people like the under in that game, and I do, but I'm just going to stay away because I. That, that game has potential to really get, like, stupid fun, if that makes sense. I'm just assuming Florida State can actually complete passes, unlike Central Florida. So I'm going to take Florida State and a really, really close one. can, though. I'm going to take Florida State. Okay. I'm in the same boat. And a close one. But it could could be wrong. I, I have no idea what to make of this U of L team. I don't think they're great, but also don't think they've played really any great teams. They beat one, got smashed by one. And uh, first home game. I'm also curious to see what the crowd's going to look like tonight. A texture says, Nick, I'll side bet you on the Q's game. Won't be surprised at all if they're 6-0 going into Clemson. That dome has been loud lately. Man, people love Syracuse too. So uh, I like I like fading the public. A COVID season of the office where Dunder Mifflin goes remote would be great t- content. Didn't Parks and Rec do like a COVID episode and end up not being all that great? Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it was fine enough where they just did everything via Zoom. And somebody also did a Twitter thread about what the office would be like, and that was pretty funny. Yeah. A texture says, I challenge you all to not talk about the challenge. Terrible show, terrible radio. Would rather listen to no fart Nick call in and fart on the phone. Well, obviously, we would all rather do that. And, Johnny, you can go listen to whatever radio show you want. Yeah, Johnny, why don't you take out your big fat old suck it and just, just suck it. Go ahead and take out that old suck it of yours. All right, Cats versus Penguins tomorrow. I think Kentucky just uh, looks solid, doesn't try to embarrass Youngstown, and I say they get a 35-14 to 14 win. Ooh, I'm going to say 45-10. to 10. Uh, Kentucky gets it to 35 before half, um, uh, but and then gets a, gets a couple scores uh, in the second half with the two. So we're really hoping that those second – Second-string guys, those talented interclassmen, get a lot of play against the Penguins. 38-17, Cats. All righty. So, Roush, or, uh, Scoots and I have the Penguins covering, and Roush takes the Cats. Enjoy the game. If you're going to it, safe travels. Thanks for all the text this week into the show. We greatly appreciate it. This is Kentucky Roll Call with T.J. Walker, Nick Roush. Have a good weekend. Be safe. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party.